Welcome back to the Between the Ears show presented by now Sports Illustrated, West Virginia. We have changed again. I know we were just, we were Dub V Nation for how many years, Skyler? <laughs> two? Two years? About two. Two, two no, almost three. And then we went Actually, to w- we, it was three. It was three. All right, we were the three. Then we went to WV Sports Now. And now we're with Sports Illustrated. Very excited. Got a lot of things we were just talking about. There's a lot of tools, toys tools on there to play with i'm trying to figure it all out but be sure to go to si.com backslash west virginia uh get all keep updated on all west virginia sporting news recruiting uh, it's definitely going to hopefully in the future help out recruiting a lot being with sports illustrated so uh skylar will hopefully get a little easier on himself uh <laughs> trying to keep in contact with all the kids but uh, very excited to work with sports illustrated with these guys I uh, definitely can't thank Alan Saunders and those guys at WV Sports Now enough. Um, definitely gave us, upped our opportunity uh, and gave us a better chance to even land a gig like this. So excited to be at Sports Illustrated. Um, and it comes right after a bad loss. Uh, not a bad loss, but a tough loss to Oklahoma. I uh, definitely saw that outcome coming. Um, not really going to try to dissect this because if you listen, anyone listened last week, uh, I think I said, what did I say? 52, 17, 50 something. I think, I think I gave a 17. I think I gave Staley some love there. I don't remember exactly. You had about the same yeah. score. Yeah. <laughs> it was all, about all the I same is, score. All I know is that you said that they would keep it close till maybe the fourth quarter and they get blown away. I said blown at away, but... halftime. They would okay, be within a couple time. possessions. And okay. I said, it's either going to be bad at the third quarter or they'll at least go midway to the third and it was just bad it well, was bad all the well, way through <laughs> it wasn't giving, good to give you some credit they were only down two touchdowns at the half somehow right, I, don't, I don't really know how but right but it didn't it would definitely it didn't seem like it <laughs> it wasn't a two touchdown game on the scoreboard it was a two touchdown game but it was not <laughs> a two touchdown <laughs> game like not even close and feel bad for the defense because the defense um has been looking pretty good uh, for the most part this season, feel like they're they've been a championship caliber defense, but um, obviously they're not because OU is going to be the champions of the Big Twelve more than likely unless something crazy happens. So that's kind of a juggernaut of a team. They're really playing all three sides of the ball. Uh, Lincoln Riley's really got them playing well. Hopefully, that hurt on Dan Patrick. I believe this week it was this week. Don't remember which day exactly. That Lincoln Riley said he isn't going nowhere, but. Being that he's from Texas, maybe if the Dallas Cowboys job opens up, that may be a dream job for Sarah, but he needs to go. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oklahoma's really, really good. Neil Brown even said, like, if you want to be Big 12 champions, uh, that's your measuring stick. That's Oklahoma. We talked about it last week. This is it. Like, for you to b- win the Big 12, more than likely, you would have to beat Oklahoma twice. So our yeah, measuring stick right now <laughs> – is they just lost to Norman 52-14. to 14. And to beat them that second time, more than likely, it's going to be an away game in Dallas because Oklahoma's going to buy up a bunch of tickets. It's over a 100,000-seat venue. They're definitely going to outnumber amount of fans. So you're going to have to beat them on the road at least once in that time. So that's your measuring stick. It was bad. I think the one thing you can actually say about this West Virginia team, even when it gets bad, there's always effort. There's effort every game out. So I think that's like the biggest positive. Um, that you can still take away from the Oklahoma game, even though it was, again, uh, it was very lopsided. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts was good as advertised. CD Lamb was as good as advertised. The running backs were as good. I mean, they're just good. Oklahoma's really, really good. Uh, I definitely give them a. I've given them a shot every year. I mean, I've given them a shot pretty much every year to win the national championship. They've got a really good defense this year. I think they still maybe win at least the first game last year if Hollywood Brown is healthy because they would have had another weapon. They kept. They were. It. You know. They were within striking distance there from winning that. So. Their defense looks good. I think they have a shot. They definitely have a shot. Clemson, they'll get into the playoff, but they do not look like they they have. Um, of course, we're only halfway point of the season. They can definitely turn it around. Um, and, I mean, they're not even having a good season yet. They're undefeated and still beating everybody pretty good. But I, I, you just kind of look around. I mean, this could be Oklahoma's shot, actually, to win it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that they really do. I mean, you look around – Alabama, you know, you don't really know the status of Tua Tungvaloa with his injury. And even when he does come back, you know, this is the second straight year where he's kind of been banged up. So them, Clemson's been extremely vulnerable this year. I think Oklahoma could take them to the woodshed this year if they ended up getting in a matchup together. And whoever that third team may be, LSU, Ohio State, may be a competitive game. But right now I think Oklahoma's playing as good as football as anybody in the country. So – Got to give credit to them. Hats off to Lincoln Riley and their and their coaching staff. They prepared well. They got their guys ready to go like they do every week. And as far as Neil Brown, I mean, he's never going to admit it, but he kind of knew this was going to come. And now it's all about hitting that reset button, like he said on Tuesday at the press conference. This is a, a great time for a bye week. Get some guys uh, recouped and, and try to get some of these guys back from injury, like Keith Washington maybe, hopefully, will be back for next week's game against Baylor. So, I think this is a good time of the season to have that bye before you go into this last final stretch of five games. And like I've said before, this team reminds me a lot of that 2015 team with Skylar Howard uh, got hot towards the end of the season. We'll see if they can do that, but it's going to start in a tough challenge next week down there in Waco. That team's playing almost as good as anybody in the Big 12, obviously without the uh, with not comparing them to Oklahoma, but they're playing really good football. They've got a tough challenge coming up against them. And I'm interested to see how they how they handle it, especially with all these injuries, especially a linebacker. So uh, it's definitely going to be something I'm looking forward to. They need to be mashing that button on the offensive side, mash that reset button. That that thing needs clicked about 20 times. <laughs> Offense is bad. <laughs> it's what two games in a row now they haven't scored in the second half. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's I kind of. I kind of think that whoever – you know, we talked about simulating the season. I think someone, whoever's controlling the offense, is putting that Ask Lee Corso button for <laughs> the offensive play selection because it's not working. We we talked about it all, all throughout the, the week this week and about how the, the play selection was so bad they didn't build off of stuff. And I don't really know if it was so much on Neil Brown. And I, I mean, I get it was his, him calling the plays, but, like, there's only so much he can do with this offense right now. And when you don't have a run game, it minimizes what you can do even further. So, I mean, I, I don't really know. Yeah. And the more I think about it, I mean, yeah, play selection has been bad the last couple of weeks, but of course, I mean, it's just, you, you can't ask, a a coach, <laughs> you can't ask a coach to make the perfect play call every play. That's, you know, yeah, Lincoln Riley kind of makes it look like that, but look at the talent on that offense. They make it look really easy as well. Um, that has a lot to do with it. There's just so many mistakes being made. They've had to plug in players, a bunch, just a bunch of inexperience. You've had to plug in, kind of patch things together 
and that's kind of just where they're at right now offensively. They're playing freshmen at receiver, so I think there are limitations, and I think my biggest frustration is um, a perfect example is right off the bat at the beginning of the game, you run the touch pass three straight times the same day. Like, what are you doing? Um, and then you don't – I I didn't I didn't dissect the film this week, but I was – Do you want to? <laughs> and in this case, yeah. Did they even run Sam James across his face and act like they were going to run a touch pass and then maybe hand it off or throw a quick pass? Because what was the – yeah, you got 30-plus yards the first two plays. And then it went for a negative five, you, you lost. So you only gained 20 yards, but is that the only time they ran off that? And that's really the only – they were doing stuff like that early in the year. NC State when they had a lot of success. Um, Kansas when they were kind of put some drives together. They were building off success. But I think with some of it, it's just they're limited because, you know, Sean Ryan's out now. Um, you just kind of go down the board with injuries. Uh, a lot oh. more on the defensive side, but I think that's some of it. But I still think it's okay to question play calling. I mean, they're not going to get it right every time. But I just want to see more building off success, that backhand draw handoff they had. I haven't seen that in a while. don't know why that left um, the repertoire. So I, just it's stuff like that. But there's, again, the offense misses blocks. Half, the line misses blocks half the time. Uh, receivers dropping balls. Kendall don't make a throw. Um, and it's just they're all making mistakes at different times. And they would all make their mistake on one play and just hope for another turnover. Um, then you can probably put a drive together. But with mistakes happening every other play uh, from somebody, from some, whatever different unit, unit uh, that's really where the offense struggling. It's just mash that reset button. Just start building off that success. You have plays at work. The tunnel screen has made an appearance every game. That seems yeah. like that's their go-to best play so far this year. That's <laughs> consistently. So, but you had that draw handoff working pretty consistently. I don't know what happened to that. So there's just there's some things, and maybe it didn't get in the game plan because they didn't think they were going to run the draw, but then all of a sudden they run a draw. Uh, just your basic draw with a bunch of freshmen and redshirt freshmen uh, in the middle of that offensive line. So there's definitely some head scratchers, but – there's plenty. It's not for me on offense. It's you can't really point. Well, it's Austin Kendall's fault. Well, it's play calling. Well, it's offensive line. Like it's all equally been pretty mediocre. Um, and when it's bad, it's really, really bad. So yeah, no, well, it's just that, everywhere. The the toughest thing really for Neil is when you're playing behind the eight ball and you get down two scores early in the game. I mean, it's already hard and alone. But to, to, for the fact that you're doing it against Oklahoma. And the fact that you have an anemic offense doesn't help matter. So I think, you know, when you're pressed to, to get a little aggressive at times, I mean, it, it kind of forces you into a game plan that you really don't want to go for, go to. You know, I mean, I, I like the fourth down uh, fake punt. I yeah, love that. Beautiful. I thought yeah, that was that was something that was great. Yeah, I, I loved it. But I don't remember. Did they, they didn't score on that drive, right? Or did they? Yes, they did. They did. They actually did score on that drive. I think they did, but um, but I love that. that other than that, the special teams was really down against Oklahoma. Neil Brown talked about it. Uh, they had a, a punt that got blocked later in the game. I missed that one, but uh, there was just their special teams wasn't as good as it has been. And I think really to to beat Oklahoma, you've almost got to win all three sides of the game. I mean, if you don't, then you're gonna be in a hell of a you know, we're trying to beat them. But, yeah, I think that the play crawling, it, it's, again, limited to what they can do, especially with some of the guys that they have out. 
and it doesn't help being behind the eight ball, especially with the defense being so depleted with injuries. I mean, we've, I mean, I don't know. They're going to have to do something. They're, they may have to put Austin Kendall at linebacker here in a couple of weeks if, if the injuries continue to pile up. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the fact, though, that this week that Neil talked about how Austin is their starting quarterback. I know he's probably seen a lot of the fan base kind of throw some irrational thoughts or maybe some, some you know, extreme hatred words. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh you know there's been a lot of hate and a lot of uh, i would say the disappointed people in kendall uh but i really like him sticking up for kendall you know he's, he's been dealing with a lot learning a new offense and the, and the coaching stuff we've talked about this time and time again inexperience at the offensive line and receivers they're just there's so many mistakes like you said you know, if it's not Kendall, okay, say Kendall does have a bad throw. Well, that's one bad throw, but then the next play you may put it on the money and Sam James drops it or the O-line breaks down. It's one thing after another, and they can't just all have it happen on that one play, and it makes Kendall look not as good. Now, yes, he, he did miss that, uh, what was it, Letty Brown on the swing pass wide open for a touchdown, but earlier in the game, Sam James had a beat on the guy. Austin Kendall put it right over uh, and over his shoulder and led him. It probably would have been a touchdown, if not at least a big play for a first down. So there's always going to be these negative plays happen, and you just got to try to minimize. But I really like Neil Brown sticking up for his quarterback there because honestly, there's no better. I mean, he, he knows these guys day in and day out. He sees these guys throw, and clearly he's putting Austin Kendall at the top of that line because he's giving them the best chance to win at this moment. Not saying that Jarrett Daggy can't or Trey Lowe can't in the future, but right now Austin Kendall is giving them that best chance. Yeah, and even on that pass to Letty Brown, I mean, he should have made it, but he had pressure in his face. I mean, it is what it is uh, at this point. I'm pretty sure the kid wasn't 100% from a week before when he tore. I don't know. If, I don't think he tore. He just must have pulled his pectoral muscle. Um, told Brown he was 100%. Hey, he looked good. I mean, I mean, not good, but I mean, he didn't look look like he was affected. Uh, by an injury so tough kid uh, I don't see I, I get why people are mad um, but there's just you just can point anywhere and I'll give you another example of play calling you put in Trey Lowe for a play at the beginning of the game and run him up the middle <laughs> I mean I, I don't understand the concept behind that um, what's the point of doing that I mean okay yeah here comes their athletic quarterback so let's let him run the ball um, for a play like it just doesn't make any sense there was no sense of scheme there it was just go run the ball up the middle. But, um, again, I think for the most part, play calling has been fine. It just, it, it kind of was just, there was some scra- head scratching moments, um, during that game. It was just like, who's calling the plays here? It doesn't make any sense, but reset. Hopefully they look against good against Baylor. Cause quick look at Baylor. Uh, I think they're what? Seven and oh, top, yeah. top 15 in the country. Uh, Matt rule. And I know a lot of people will has, I have seen say, um, that's West Virginia two years from now because Matt Rule's in his third year and pump the brakes on that. Uh, he was definitely uh, coming into a tougher situation, uh, but there was definitely some core, uh, possibly better talent. Charlie Brewer's quarterback now was a freshman. Uh, then they don't have a freshman quarterback playing um, outside of Trey, and it's Trey Lowe, but he's not playing. Uh, so I would don't it, Matt Rule's an exception. He's not the guy line the rule pun intended if you want 
Um, that's not the rule to a situation on a rebuild. Um, and they have yet to play Texas, Oklahoma. So their team, you kind of mentioned 2015, their team kind of reminds me of 2016 Mountaineers where they're being physical, running the ball, just kind of mixing it in really nice. Uh, but Charlie Brewer is probably, he's definitely a better you know, throwing quarterback, decision maker than Skylar Howard. They still have to play Texas and Oklahoma back-to-back week. So, but get a lot of lot of credit to Baylor. Looking at, looking ahead to them, uh, very physical. They're definitely going to have their hands full. A young defense. Um, now you're down Cohen, you're down Chandler. I mean, it the the list on defense is Qualls. really <laughs> the list on defense is really bad. Uh, he expects I think he expects Qualls back for Baylor. Um, we'll see. I think I Keith, they, Washington's, Keith Washington should be back. So. Neil Neil may look at you at the uh, the presser on on uh, Tuesday and ask if you can put on some. Pads. Yeah, he might be asking. Might have to get I'm telling big, you. Might have to get one of the bigger guys in there. Maybe Hunter. Uh, he's a pretty, yeah, big fella. Yeah, I think he's a good nose. I don't know if he'd be a linebacker, but maybe a, a three technique nose. I don't We're know. in trouble if I got to go in a linebacker. Yeah. But. I'm, li- could, I'm could... little. I mean, Tonkery's probably littler than me, but at least now, he's I'm, in I'm shape. Just, now, now, don't now. Just hear me out. I, I know he he doesn't look the part, but he's got a little bit of an edge to him and a little slenderness to him. I think Hertzel could be a nice edge rusher. Maybe. I'm just saying. Sneaky athletic. <laughs> yeah. He's got that, that deception speed or that speed, whatever deception. they deceptive speed. There you go. There you go. Yeah. But, Something like that. But, but yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm looking forward to this game next week. I know it's, that's a week away, but uh, it's a tough challenge. They got a great coaching staff down there. Matt rule. I, I love him. Love Charlie Brewer. We've talked about uh, the progress they've made. And I think he's he's done everything the right way. Eugene Napoleon, he's he knows Matt Rule really closely, and he's told me a lot about him before he even got to Baylor. When he was at Temple, he was talking to, about how great Matt Rule is. So excited for that! And this is a huge game for West Virginia because they've got to win. If they lose this game, they can only lose one more game from from here on out to get bowl eligible. So every game from here on out is definitely going to be crucial if they want to make a bowl. Yeah, and that's very important. Um... Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't have West Virginia going to a bowl. Uh, it's not about perception going to the bowl. It's about the practices. Uh, with all this young talent, um, you need all the reps you can get. <clears throat> I know Neil Brown, I mean, that's like Captain Obvious. I mean, we can ask him at a press conference how important is it for those extra practices. Yeah, it's really important. That's why Huggins took the uh, the CBI tournament in basketball last year uh, to get those young guys extra practice. Practice, queue up Iverson gift, whatever you want. Um we're talking practice, 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 practice. And we're talking practice. So those guys will need it, and it'd be huge, a huge step. Win or lose the bowl game. Obviously, you want to win that bowl game, uh, kind of create some momentum going into spring practice, and then heading into fall camp, you have a win under your belt, and then all of a sudden you're facing Florida State uh, and Atlanta. So yeah, they need those practices. Uh, so it is very vital uh, that they get bowl eligible. Um, it's still up for grabs. Even if you lose Baylor, yeah, you can you can lose one more. So you got to win three games here. Um, there's definitely winnable games, but if they could get on that run, you know, if somehow they were beat Baylor. I mean, all of a sudden, the momentum you create, uh, the confidence you, you get, that that would you be could get on a roll. All of a sudden, the outlook on that team is just different. Um, they can catch 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 fire real fast. So um, three what three and four now. Yep. Try to get three back to 500. Four. It may be a three and five and then uh, a four game rally uh, late in the season to get everybody back on board. Mm-hmm. But um, that'll do it. 
Skyler, you you plug everything. Yes, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter now at si underscore wvu and Facebook. We're trying to get the name changed. You know how Facebook is always ten years behind everything. So as of right now, we're still WV Nation. That's obviously how far it's we. It's always going to be WV Nation. Yeah, Screw yeah. We're <laughs> we're trying to get it fixed. Actually, right now, John thinks that we may have it fixed. So we don't know. No, yeah. Uh, this, this is Facebook to the T because I got the same stupid message <laughs> that said your account name has changed hasn't wasn't able to change and you clicked on it and it said it did change so that's facebook that's what you deal with you got two two different messages on the same message makes no sense yeah well so so anyways uh you can find us on facebook obviously under w nation as of now you'll see the si logo on instagram it's the same as twitter si underscore wvu you can follow me on twitter at callian underscore chris at wv hall billy and also, there's no game day show this week. Game day show this week, since there is a bye week. Me, Eugene, and John are coordinating on when we can record one for next week against Baylor. Won't be Thursday, but it'll be sometime before then. We've got a new name for the game day show, along with a new logo and everything. So we're going to roll that out hopefully tonight. Brooke's supposed to send that out to me. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow all of our stuff. We've got a ton of recruiting content going up on the website within the next 48 hours. So please. Go to the, the site, si.com forward slash West Virginia. You'll see a ton of stuff up there. Like I said, over the next 48 hours, we're going to have a ton of recruiting content go up. So you definitely want to sign up. Um, and it, it, oh, big big thing here for you guys that are following us or have been fans of us for the, for the last three years, SI is going to become, our, our site will eventually become a partial paid site. So, if you love our stuff and want to get a, a deal, go up on the site right now, hit subscribe, and you'll get six months comped off of your subscription once the, the pay part, uh, the portion of the site goes live. So go do that, and we'll make sure that happens for you. And that comes with a Sports Illustrated subscription. So That is true. That is true. You get you get it all uh, with Sports Illustrated. So um, until next week, we'll preview Baylor Thursday night game. So me and Skylar... Uh, since our schedules are changing here, uh, more to Sports Illustrated, we're going to have to try to get that up by Tuesday, I'm assuming. So, yes. Uh, we'll try to get it up by Tuesday, game Thursday, and we get Patty Mack on the call. Pat McAfee for a Thursday night game. That's going to be fantastic. So, for the brand. For the brand. So, Patty Mack will get to make the call. Uh, until next week, let's come out here. Country road.